0: Yes, hello, welcome to uh the
1: podcast. I, oh no, fuck that.
0: Oh, <laughs> sorry.
1: Keep it in, keep it in. Keep it in. Yeah, we'll keep it in. Keep it in. Let's go. Ladies Hi, welcome gentlemen. to the DJ 4 sex podcast. Yes. I'm your host, uh the B. And Bar-the-B. 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 <laughs> my name is Toronto's Broken, the guest. Yes. <laughs> He's taken over because his throat's sore. So. Yeah,
0: let's go with that. Anyway. <laughs> hello, welcome. Thank you for that hello. lovely intro. I I appreciate <laughs> taking that off me, but yes, I am. Currently soothing a croaky throat with some vocal zone tea. Um, not that I'm in any way <laughs> endorsed by them at all, but it works. So I'm just going to keep doing that. So, But yes, Toronto is broken. Um, Christian, welcome to the podcast again. Hello, it's
1: awesome to be back. Yes,
0: so. uh, I was going to say we had you on a couple of years ago um, mm-hmm. to talk about um, the album you released then. Yeah. and um we're back again you've got a new album on the way and yes. uh this is um this podcast is coming out on the day that pre-orders go live yes so uh people were able to pre-order the album to, it was just called toronto is broken mm-hmm. one word is yes that, yeah
1: yeah yeah. So, so, yeah so it's kind of all, like semi self-titled i suppose it's yeah. just grammatically different um but yeah it's my fourth album um, but my, as I'm kind of known for my metal and crossover sound now, yeah. that didn't really emerge until album three, which is the album we talked about. Yes. Which was Claire, which, um, originally came out on my label in the January of 2021. But then when I signed to fixed a few months later, um, they re-released that album on fixed. So it's all kind of like in one place. And that's when we got in touch. I think when we, yep. uh, and that not long after they announced that I'd signed to them. I think it was like their first kind of like EDM kind of sign in. Yes. Um, them being a like a primarily a rock and metal crossover electronic label. Yeah. Um, and now, yeah. So now album four, um, which feels like album two, <laughs> um, because obviously I kind of established, finally established what I was with Claire. Like yeah. I was now after, once Claire came out, which was album three, people now, when they think of Toronto's broken, they think of, oh, he's the person that does drum bass and metal. Yes. Yeah. As opposed to before, it was, I didn't really. I tried all kinds of different stuff, all primarily drum and bass, still, but um, never really had an identity. I think sonically, some kind of something cohesive. But now I've got something, um, yeah. and so it was establishing that, working out the blueprint for that, and then it was like, right, now that was a success. How do we push it as far as we can go? Yeah, and this is now really the accumulation of everything kind of like is broken and hence why it's a self-titled one
0: yeah I mean it's 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 a great album you've been kind enough to send me a full copy of it Mm -hmm. um and people can hear tracks from it right now um you released today you released um anesthesia
1: um yeah with fight the fade and sabotage yeah
0: um and that's that's gone live with the pre-order um you've also got uh raw which you just yeah. released as well, not a few weeks ago. Uh, Euphoria, Altered State, Breed, Horizon. Been quite a few singles. <laughs> yep. Martyrs and Drip Feed. Now, some of these are featuring Reebs, um, yeah. who is a fantastic vocalist. I'll give you mm-hmm. that. Where did you find her?
1: So, that was, so, I'm friends with Zardonic. Um, I was, as you, because we've done a, he did a remix of Paragons off my last yep. album, and we did a track together called Neon, um rain with daedric Fixed, which is part of zardonic superstars album which came out earlier this year in the summer um and even before then he'd been uh, like following my stuff and kind of keeping in touch it was just kind of just by chance that i started doing the metal and drum bass thing as well that he's yeah. kind of essentially like the godfather of he is yeah. i suppose isn't he so he definitely um is, yes lovely guy yeah well. <laughs> yeah he's great and anyway yeah like we chat as we do on whatsapp and stuff and um and he was telling me about a vocalist he'd been working with Reebs. Yes. Um, and she's based in the UK. So he linked us up over WhatsApp. We started chatting. And because I sent him, I think, a very first version of Drip Feed that I'd like started that day. He'd hit me up about something. And then I've been working on the very first early version of Drip Feed, which is basically just like the intro and yeah. the core end of like the first chorus and stuff. And um, he suggested, really? Um, we got in touch we hit it off like a house on fire and we did uh, drip feed online originally um, but when when people will see the track list which is live today as well so if you find a post on yeah. um, my Instagram the second picture should be the track list as well as anywhere where you can pre-order it you'll see that the majority of the vocals are either done by her or sabotage Yes, um, on the whole album and so we started working more kind of long-term together and stuff like that. And we'll still continue to do stuff. We've got more stuff planned as well. Excellent. So, but yeah, that's a, that was a real conscious decision. Cause I was talking to him about like, like with my last album, Claire, like I wanted it to resonate with the metal community, but he didn't so much. And I think one of the reasons for that was every track seemed to have pretty much like a different featured vocalist on it. And, um, which is obviously common in electronic music. Yeah. It's kind of, is yeah. about the producer and stuff like that. But yeah. when it comes to like, I suppose the metal and rock scene fans and stuff, when they listen to an album from a band, like it's the same voice that takes you through the whole album. It feels like a band. Yeah. And, um, that's something I wanted to do with this album. And that's kind of like where we, uh, Reeves and Sabotage, obviously Sabotage, we do our sets together when we're DJing and we've done a bunch of tunes like Gun Fingers and Circle. Yeah as well um, and Martyrs and a bunch more and Anesthesia which is out today but he's, yeah half the vocals are, re, are Seb or half the vocals are Re and there's a few tracks as well where both of them appear at the same time like Roar and Pleasure and Purpose yeah. and it's been really cool I think nowadays in like metal it's the, the old way of like just getting in a garage or rehearsal space together and just jamming and writing together isn't really the same it, they don't really do that anymore it's more like bands these days are pretty much the brainchild of like one member of the band and maybe and the vocalist and they'll kind of write everything. Yeah. Like, just like we would make electronic music just at a computer on logic or something, just all by themselves and everything. And then they go into the studio and we record everything properly with a band and then the band plays it live and stuff. And, um, it's kind of like the opposite. So now I'm going back to, and it felt like we were able to just get together, the three of us and write, and just like jam together like a band and just see what happens, which was a really cool way of working, yeah. especially with this kind of music as well. So,
0: no, that is really cool. I mean, I've seen some of the pictures you posted online and things like that of you guys sort of in the studio if you're jamming out, um, yeah, you on the guitar, etc., uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> just to show that you are playing an instrument.
1: Me, the um, one doing all of the mixing and all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, having all the headaches for like everyone's like, Yeah, can you? We've got a little WhatsApp group, and I'm like, um send them for feedback and they're like oh can you just tweak this or that and i was like yeah okay do you want to mix down the whole 200 channel project as well (laughs) so i
0: was gonna say i'm guilty of that like i said before we recorded i got back to recording with one of my old bandmates and uh yeah it's all done online because he's based up in manchester Mm -hmm. obviously i'm down south and um meeting up to do stuff is impossible because he's a lecturer senior lecturer um and i'm working doing what i'm doing Mm-hmm. and uh so we've done everything online but it's literally he's sending me stuff asking me to like you know listen to it and i'm like oh could you just tweak this could you take the you know doing all that yeah. so i'm on the other side of that so <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't have to worry about it, but i have taken the responsibility of doing like a lot of the promotion and all cool. that kind of stuff that's coming up from that or actually it will be uh, it's out yeah it will be out
1: yeah just that's about. a good thing as well having like <laughs> re in particular Re's quite happy to do anything yeah really (laughs) like and she's um and like all the like crazy ideas we've had for like the music videos that we've done ourselves as well um and stuff like that it's been great to have that person kind of like that's in a similar kind of like like headspace as to like what we like and yeah things like that and really yeah it's really been quite helpful
0: yeah i was gonna say working with the likes of Reeves and Sabotage like are they are they into their sort of like metal side of things obviously yeah so
1: obviously there. that's kind of Ree's background yeah because um, she was metal vocalist first and foremost she does her own solo stuff as well which is kind of electronic and metal still but like a bit more more metal though um, and and yeah so she's all about that world and I suppose drum and bass is something that's kind of newer to her in the past like few years or so she's been working with other drum and bass producers as well but yeah. um, it's kind of on a more long-term kind of basis is kind of, it's just kind of us two that kind of work together and stuff. Yeah. Um, But like, and Sabotage, obviously he's a drum and bass head through and through yeah. and like raving and stuff like that. And um he's a drum and bass MC, but he did also when he was younger In like, you find out a lot of people like talk, like talking to like people in like the smoking area after you set and stuff like that, talking about like, and you find yeah. out that so many people from like drum and bass actually grew up like listening to like rock and metal and like Seb used to love like new metal back in the day, like Limp Biscuit and yeah. um, those kind of guys and stuff like that. So um, when he was younger, so uh, you also, find that's quite common.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I have found, I mean myself, like in that field, drum and bass is a big, like jungle mm. drum and bass is a big part of my, my musical history, if you will. Like yeah. when I started DJing, that was the main sort of music that, um, I wanted to play at the time so it was going back to kind of like sort of i'd say late jungle early drum and bass that sort of yeah. era. so rise i think i mentioned this couple so years like
1: ago. the late 90s early 2000s kind yeah of.
0: metalheads um, yeah metalhead bad renegade hardware that, yeah. that you know those sort of labels so like dillinger um obviously goldie chemistry storm um mm. dj rap stuff like that just sort of you know, through the, that, that was my sort of era. I was into sort of like rock music as well. Like I was very yeah. much guns and Roses fan and all that kind of stuff. And then when my teenage years hit sort of that mid teens where music really kind of kicks in, uh, obviously the drum and bass was there, but also rock and metal, new metal mm. mainly like Deftones were the ones that kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. got me back into the sort of metal side of things. Um, and then following that with Corn, Incubus and, and then, hearing that turntableism in incubus uh with with the rock and metal and then that kind of evolved yeah. from there um and then obviously i went into a band which we talked about before uh we did that for about 10 years three albums worth mm. of new metal um
1: <laughs> awesome. so i'll have to like uh yeah i'll have to check that out because i didn't know that but we, we were talking about just before the call yeah. about new metal and stuff and yeah. this one thing, like obviously, I I always looked like Linkin Park when I was younger. But I was like one of those that kind of like once they got beyond album four, it's like oh, it's all rubbish and blah blah blah. And like <laughs> yeah. make something like Hybrid Theory again. Like it's the big one of the biggest things I regret because obviously Chester Bennington passed away, so yeah. I'll never be able to see them live like in that way. Yeah. Um. And but like during lockdown, I got kind of um rediscovering all that like linkin park and yeah s- well not obviously I always listen to through but like going back and listening to the albums I've missed out on and stuff yeah. and I was like actually this is really good like especially living things like a really solid blend of like electronic and rock together and stuff and yeah. just really good songwriting and um and then obviously then kind of getting more I getting more particular with kind of like like new metal so in the past like two years i'd obviously heard of them before but never listened to was deftones yeah so and then i remember i listened i went on a drive to bristol and um it was about two hours for me and i listened to white pony driving down in full for the first time and then i got to the end of the album and i just went for the second hour of the drive, just went straight back to the start of the album and listened to it again. And that's the Excellent. first time I've ever done that for like listening to an album for the first time. Yeah. Like I couldn't think of anything else to put on. I was like, I'm just, I want to listen to this again already, like and stuff. And obviously, like around the fur and that kind of whole aesthetic as well was really inspired the album. Yeah. That very kind of like early noughties, yep. kind of like retroy, kind of candid kind of vibe um, with the whole visuals of the album and, and yeah. So that whole kind of like deftonesy new metal aesthetic, as well as other people like Limp Bizkit and more recent people like graphic nature and just recently discovered a band from Poland called dot BHP. Okay. Which are a new metal band with, uh, they've got a female vocalist and she absolutely rips <laughs> and is awesome. Um, so and like the newer people like black gold that we were talking about as well it's all this kind of big new metal resurgence it's like cool to be um to like new metal now
0: yeah Um, this is is where my baggy jeans come back in fashion
1: yeah and stuff Um. (laughs) i still like my jeans tighter but um (laughs) but like just the whole kind of thing and just that sound just the sonics of it as well like um, I'm really inspired by the mixes of a producer called George Lever, who yeah. produced everything up until the la- late, um, everything Sleep Token apart from the latest album and mixes for like Monuments and Thornhill. And, um, I actually discovered them when he mixed down Love's la- last album. Yeah. Um, and it's been really cool. actually got in touch with him and we've been working on this album together as well. We've been, he's been kind of doing some, like coaching with me and stuff. And then also towards the end, the I'd written all the guitars myself and everything, but we did all the final takes in his studio on his guitar, which okay. is like a lot more expensive than mine <laughs> and a lot, just a lot better quality and stuff. And he performed the final, I wrote them, but he performed the final takes and stuff. And, and he did his guitar engineering and everything on them. So it was really cool to get him on there. And hit part of his sound is he, he, he's like a massive, like new metal fan as well Thanks. and like just the things like the whole like the very pitched up kind of sounding snare drums yep that just kind of like bounce as opposed to hit, like slap kind yeah. of the <laughs> best best yeah. way i could think of it like um and those kind of like bouncy kind of riffs and more simplistic kind of stuff because yeah. it doesn't need to be complicated back when i declare i was listening to bands like like monuments yeah where it was the guitars were a bit more complex and stuff like that feeling like i needed more complexity whilst really just needs to have a kind of good kind of groove and yeah hopefully that translates through this album as well so
0: it definitely does i mean having it on in my car and stuff and my kids get to hear this as well which is great oh cool so (laughs) um, and they're like vibing in the back of the car like when i was Mm. just brought them back from school and um yeah i had it on in there just it's background noise, but they stayed in the car and they're like, what, what are you doing? Like, oh, we're vibing. Like, okay, okay. All right. Cool. Awesome. I'll let him know. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, the production on this album, I was going to say has, has stepped up and,
1: and, oh, thank and
0: you. I mean, the guitars sound great on there. The vocals sound amazing. Um, the, the beats as well. Like you say that like, you've got to keep these things simple, especially with when it comes to dance music, especially because it is yeah. like, it's more of a tribal thing. It's sort of like, you know, you've got to keep that kind of beat pumping mm. if you will um and i find that the semi music anyway like over complex music i love you know bands like mashuga yeah
1: like, like i love Tool, people and, like you know, uh like the new tesseract album is awesome yeah. and there's some really cool stuff on there it just necessarily that kind of complexity i think because electronic music is fairly simple in how it's constructed and yeah. everything is very loop-based i think you kind of need to go for something similar when it comes to the metal thing to help the crossover work because i also want it to feel like there's sections that are metal and then there are sections that are drum and bass or electronic and stuff like that like this um i'm not just it's not just drum and bass it's also been exploring other tempos because also there's only so much you could so many different rhythms you can write in grooves at 174 bpm
0: exactly um (laughs) like
1: the one thing the problem i had maybe the biggest one was making sure that things don't sound just Oh, just the same over and over again the same formulaic i worked out a formula that worked with like tracks like paragons and gunfingers and yeah. the free fall off the last album but i was like right this is the method but like i also don't want to overuse this method i need to work out other ways of making the blend work yeah and um because i just don't want it to sound like electronic music with guitars on it obviously there's some tracks that are a bit more like club focus like blood rights and uh low life yeah and then there's also because it's an album, there's a good chance to do so. Shower Prayer is a straight up kind of new metal track, yep. which has a breakdown at the end where it just goes like super super coven sound, yeah. like so. Um, so, and his good album to do that. And tracks like Fred's, which are fifty fifty, and just trying to, yeah, I just just trying to find new ways of kind of pushing this boundary,
0: yeah,
1: and having it still work at the end of the day, in a in a club setting yes so
0: i mean i've yeah. I played a couple at, the, at my club that i dj and, oh, awesome and stuff and, and people reacted to it people danced to it uh because i like to do a little like metal and drum and bass sort of kind of like awesome breakdown mix if you will um just mm-hmm. to cut up you know like because a lot of the night with it there's four djs and we've all got our own kind of thing but some of the time you only get like a certain amount of time to do stuff and yeah. So I wanted to sort of strike out more of an identity on that front. So, drum and bass and metal is my thing; <laughs> it always has been. Yeah. But Wasn't like, it? I've made it more. So I've got like um, uh, obviously things like Pendulum, things like uh, obviously yeah. your stuff, The Chemists.
1: Um, have uh, you have you heard of the of like uh, Mechanical Vein? Yes, and Salty as well. So like the hybrid black kind yes. of the artists. Yeah, yeah, which are kind of doing a simple, yeah, very kind of darker yes Kinda
0: and that's what stuff. i sort of do right. and with a little bit of jump up in there as well because yeah as metalheads go like they a bit they, of than yeah they do yeah exactly <laughs> um, and uh, that's, that's, so, that's good you try so and double
1: much. that with like one step closer or something i don't know <laughs> so,
0: yeah. so this is where i was gonna get on some mashups because uh yeah like, there's a couple that i've procured over the years from from various people um and there's one that's doing particularly well right now a guy called zavi did a bootleg of um tears don't fall um, yeah bullet for my valentine yeah um drum and bass sort of like bootleg which i got i he'd like he well he put it up for download so i got it off him but i play that and people got absolutely mad for that
1: yeah like big sing-along tunes and stuff like that everyone loves there's obviously the um like metric and graphics are like really big kind of new metal fans as well and what's really enjoying about metrics latest stuff is that he was doing the rock and metal cross everything. And we actually spoke that it was quite funny that in the space of like the same year, me, him and muz all released kind of very electronic, like yeah. rock and like drum and bass albums. And just quite funny. And he, he's now with this stuff he's doing, but definitely kind of been caught carving a more like of a identity to like the rock side of his things. So he's yeah. kind of going in that more kind of supposed new metal kind of sounding aesthetic with the, with the rock side of what he's doing. And it's really apparent in some songs like Immortal and the latest one he did um, with Blank. And that was one thing I wanted to think, be conscious of. Obviously, I just kind of just did a rock, a metal and drum and bass crossover with Claire. But obviously, as you know, metal is an even more diverse genre of music than drum and bass. Yes. <laughs> so it's now thinking, so, okay, I'm I can't, I'm kind of known for like, my dance floor kind of heavier dance floor heading towards neuro kind of sound with my drum and bass. But what's my like metal kind of identity. And it was kind of really inspired by like the sounds of people acts like Love and graphic nature. Yeah. And a lot of these other bands that kind of like just coincidentally, George Lever has worked with this kind of very messy, kind of messy, distorted, really atmospheric kind of there's a lot of distortion on stuff on, on this album and stuff and yeah. um kind of sound sonic palette to to like the metal side of things and the whole kind of new metal kind of almost shoegazy kind of direction as well is yeah. kind of that's the kind of sonic sound that i wanted to place the metal side of this album on and then yeah. obviously i think the pairing the electronic parts are, pretty, are a lot heavier on this album than yes, any other ones, especially stuff like euphoria and um breed like yeah. <laughs> i think I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna argue a point and i'm gonna say breed is probably the heaviest drum bass song to exist okay. <laughs> but like All right. in terms of but <laughs> when i say heavy probably like on the metal side of things okay like, yeah so, that's got a big of a do you know then. what i mean so it was one of the heaviest for sure and that in like metal heavy <laughs> because so, that's almost like when when i got the final guitar takes and took him home dropped him in it just sounded like a grindcore track or like some hardcore like by someone like knocked loose or something yeah. like that, where it's just angry chromatic stuff so yeah
0: no, i mean it's it i mean that that whole like I've, I've i've watched this kind of thing happen where where the metal has if i say infiltrated the drum and bass rather than the other yeah. way um just having that like obviously we've we've had a lot of crossover bands in that sort of dance music side of things go into more sort of rock and punk. Um, And then now what we're seeing is people who are influenced by that. So Mm. from new Metal, from um, like when the Prodigy hit with um, Fat of the Land and stuff like that, we're seeing a lot of like producers take that kind of like um, rock aesthetic as well as sort of rock and punk into the dance music side of things. Whereas before I always found the, the sort of like, especially the drum and bass scene, it was very, like I said before, it's very tribal not in the fact of people sort of gatekeeping it or anything. It was more whenever I went to drum and bass nights or jungle nights, it was very kind of like much like sort of, I'm guessing the sort of like main nightclubs for house music and stuff like that It was a very tribal experience because it's just that thumping and, on and so forth uh, yeah. <laughs> but it was that kind of like pulse that kept the night going and that's what you're dancing to there could be whatever going over the top whatever vocal whatever but it was yeah. like it was very sort of uh always felt it being sort of more of a tribal experience mm-hmm. um whereas the metal um had a very it was very different it was it was almost tribal but it wasn't it was different let's put it that way because it wasn't always yeah. the same beat pulsating through the night no different rhythms different tempos there's a lot more um, physicality, I think is the word yeah. I want to, I want to work. I'm going to use with that with, with the big old mosh pits. Now, now I've seen them with that kind of like crossover. Yeah. So we're getting mosh pits. We have been for a while drum and bass shows, um, yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that. So it seems to be a really good like match. And I'm loving the fact that like you, people like metric, buzz, Zardonic, yeah. um, and then going into the likes of pendulum and things like that. Cause I know, mm. um, Oh, fuck what guy called. I can't remember his name. Anyway, he's a very big metalhead, As well as, like, being into Jungle. L Hornet. That's it, L Hornet.
1: Yeah, he's the DJ for Pendulum. Yeah, yeah. But oh, even then, like, the latest stuff since they've come back, like, the Halo track is yeah. just a really good kind of... I think I was, um, like... I think I was talking... Like, I think because they did a metal crossover within flames, didn't they? <laughs> but I don't think that kind of really translated so well to like a club no, it didn't. kind of scene, I think. So it's not really a track you'd hear live, you know, it's at one, seven, four had to do a bass beat yeah. to it. But like this kind of crossover with that did with halo, I think it's a lot, and even that urban dawn remix that came out a few weeks afterwards i remember getting a promo for that and i was just like fuck fuck off (laughs) (laughs) it was like the whole kind of like what producers get when noisy release a new tune like i'm gonna quit yeah like i was like i'm out (laughs) i I, I said i I was sending it to my mate i was just like we're out of the job (laughs) but if anything no stuff like that is good because it is hard to kind of find stuff to put into your sets yes um with this kind of stuff. There's a lot of good lot of bootlegs out there and stuff like yeah. that. Like Transformers done a really good one of One Step Closer that I always play. Um and like Protostar's done one of Lying from You by Lincoln Park. And yeah. there's um yeah, so and it, but it's it's tr- trying to yeah, trying to find find a way to kind of make the sets work. Because obviously with this it's, it's harder to DJ this because there's a lot of change in the music, yeah. So, obviously, metal doesn't really follow. Well, it doesn't have to follow a song structure, but traditionally, a lot of it still follows the traditional yeah. pop like verse, chorus, verse, yeah. chorus structure and stuff like that. Whilst drum and bass doesn't follow that, it follows like a like the bass music structure of like intro, build up, drop, breakdown, second drop, which is a copy of the first and done. Uh, like the two drop formula it's like working out how to get like that kind of song structure and overlay it with like the drum and bass one yeah get it to work so like oh well obviously the verse will kind of go into like the intro but the build up is that where i'm going to put my chorus so it's like what builds up to the drop or is when the drop happens going to be where my chorus is and oh i want to put a breakdown somewhere like where can that fit could that fit coming out of the first drop or going into the second drop or at the very end of the tune, but to put it at the end of the tune, people probably won't hear it that much live because people don't play the whole songs and like, do I want this just to be something for some people to listen to? So that's quite, it's like putting a puzzle together, like, like writing this kind of stuff and also, yeah, trying to keep it fresh each time. Hence why... And as well being really inspired by new metal which is around that kind of hip-hop kind of tempo yeah and suits seb with his mc thing and the whole like set like the whole chester bennington and mike shinoda dynamic with the vocalist and the mc bouncing backwards and forwards yeah. everybody loves i love it and like we did some of that with um pleasure and purpose and the new track today mm-hmm. anesthesia with fight the fade and Yeah, just trying to explore these other tempos, like the 105 kind of new metal, glitch-hop kind of stuff. And then uh, Euphoria, which I suppose is the first breakbeat tune I've written in God knows how many years. Because if people know me, they know I started off making like 140 Future Jungle breakbeat stuff. Yeah. So it's nice, and I'd still like to revisit that. Now I'm doing that kind of metal crossover, I'm thinking like, Oh, what other kind of like subgenres of electronic music can I tap into? Could I yeah. do could I make like a one forty jungle tune that I used to in the style of something I'd write back in like twenty twelve? Could I make that work in a metal crossover and you, like you listen to people like Wargasm that are doing that kind of really ravey prodigy yeah. breakbeat inspired yeah. kind of stuff? I'm like, Yeah, so that could that could work in a way and other things like or like do I want to look at a house or stuff like that and I'm really enjoying like writing the 105 like glitch hop mid tempo stuff as well yeah. like listening to people like Rez and people um so but again the more the more um genres and tempos I explore the harder it's going to be for me to play these in a the set so yes. I kind of need to think tactically like how <laughs> I'm going to go about doing it so yeah so
0: um I mean that's what uh, I was going to ask you as well is like how you like obviously traditional dj sets yeah, you know, you've got yourself mm. you've got your mc um are you planning to expand on that i think i asked you this last time but yeah so kind of we seem to be more geared towards the band side of things now
1: yes yeah, so, well so there's a few things there's um in the past couple of years since claire came out me and seb sabotage have been put together this kind of like show we call kind of like claire live yeah which is kind of like a pre-rehearsed dj set but it's structured like you're going to see a band. Okay. So you will see DJ, and there'll be there'll be bits where it's just straight like DJ, drum and bass, DJ set kind of thing. I'm doing my headex four deck quadruple drops and do, do, <laughs> do stuff like that. But then there'll be parts where I'll pl- we'll play tracks pretty much in full because Seb will do the vocals over all of them. So live yeah. PA's, or or we'll have like interludes in the set. So, um, where Seb can like talk to the crowd or like bits where we stop the music and Seb will say a few words, just like a band, like the singer band would in between songs, they'd say a few words to hype the crowd up and everything and, um, have a kind of different structure. And that's been cool to do on various different scales, like with, um, like Different size crowds and stuff like that, so it's been really cool to kind of scale it up, and that works quite well. Me and me and Re, uh, me and Reebs did a headline show in Bristol in the summer, um, and we did want a similar kind of show like that. And we were like pre-rehearsing, and we got together a few times in the run up to, and went to Pirate Studios. Um, ideally, we would like to do it, so it's the three of us. Yeah. But that ultimately comes down to the promoter, because at the end of the day, if they're paying. They're still just paying for one act, but they're going to have to pay three times the cost for like flights and accommodation or whatever. But there'll be ones the way it'll arise, and we can make it work. So yeah, um, so that's the thing. But yeah, we would like to just because the style of music kind of and what the way I've been writing um, suits itself so well um, to is expanding into some kind of live show. Okay, but starting off with kind of be like more like a hybrid kind of live show. So it'll be very kind of like backing trap heavy to begin with. But yeah. then as it expands and we get it to work on a smaller scale and we can add to it and put some real drums and a real bassist in and ultimately, hopefully the I dream is to get to like, to be able to do a full band thing. But start yeah. uh, small, maybe we'll see how that goes Um see if we can make it work. Like technically yeah. as well. Uh, so it's just an early, early idea at the minute but it is something we are actively working on so maybe so maybe keep an eye out for yeah. some news about that or something not not this not anytime soon but no, just uh, no. I mean, I, I, yeah. I the keep... more you hassle me about it the more i'll get my ass yeah. To yeah, <laughs> <it>. yeah
0: anyone <laughs> listening, hassle. i'll hassle him you hassle him <laughs> um i was gonna say because like keeping it on sort of like label brand i saw the brock live uh it must have been before yeah start of the summer um and they do oh okay. synth synthwave thing um and it's just two of them like guitarist yeah and I think uh,
1: Essinger is just um one it's just it's just Je- it's just Jeff it's just him and yeah. a guitar and a vocal and a laptop and a keyboard um he he I don't know if people heard of Essinger he had recently had a bit of a disaster on tour yes yes I where say, his yeah. his van um I think caught fire yes that he lives in whilst he tours and he drives himself around and had all of his gear and backup gear and loads of his belongings just complete, all just destroyed. So I think, um, if you go over to fixed or socials or definitely to his, I think there's some kind of go for me. There is a go kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So, um, cause I don't know how, that's one thing I'm, I'm not envious of when I look at bands is how, how, te- how logistically, difficult it can be to do a tour and how like financially difficult it is like most artists don't make any money on tour um just because of how expensive it can be yes. like if they're, if they're a smaller band and stuff like that but obviously they need to tour to kind of get bigger but it's yeah so expensive whilst i'm in the lucky position with the kind of stuff that i do where i just rock up with a usb stick and away yeah, I was gonna say, like the so life
0: of the dj is a lot easier than it used to be yeah um. i remember <laughs> <laughs> I t-
1: i'm friends with um um, the guys in Lake Malice and I speak to Blake a fair bit, and we talk about like all the time, like the differences between like what it's like for me to be like a touring DJ as opposed to them as a touring band, because they're constantly crushing it. They're always on tour, and I say to things like just drum and bass things that will send metal metal artists into a coma. Like the yeah. fact that if you don't write your song at one seven four, DJs probably won't play it. So like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stuff like that. So. Yeah. that
0: that is something that i've i've discussed with bands before if they're like are we just and bass tune and it's a totally
1: different 185 yeah like it's not drawing bass really i I like or if it's really difficult sometimes getting remixes from metal because i've been sent tracks i've been asked to remix and they're like in three four time and i'm like "I i can't really like and then just trying to do some crazy music maths in my head to kind of get it how would it work at 174 with like a like i'm just like it's just not possible or it is possible but i probably won't get anything good out of it because it's the way it is or just like in fact like you have to in electronic music you have to make a really conscious decision about what key you write the music in yeah just so there's a really good bass response so it's around between like d sharp and like g sharp those kind of range of notes are quite good for like low end so it works on club systems. If you go lower, the club system will probably not be able to pick it up and produce it. So it sound like there's no bass. Or if you go higher than that, you can hear it, but it just doesn't carry any weight yeah. to the sound, which sometimes you want for heavier stuff. Um and however, it's very common for bands to write in keys between like A sharp and D minor because of those dropped guitar tunings. So those guitar tunings really help for it. So that's hence why, like, the guitars on my album are super low in tunings like double drop D sharp
0: yeah.
1: and, like, drop F, because those keys, those guitar tunings, translate nicely to writing in those minor keys. Yeah. So and trying to get them to work. Like, uh, if it could be, like, the most brutal, like, deathcore track that's already, like, works at 174 BPM, so don't yeah. need to worry about time-stretching it. But then it could be written in, like, B minor, and like, I can't, like, it's just not going to sound heavy because the bass will be like, boo, 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 yeah. like, really like, the high yeah. sounding. So, like, yeah. that's, yeah, so. No, I mean,
0: I've had I've had remixes sent to me before that are supposed to be in that sort of thing, but they've not really worked. So, I mean, I've had, like, I get a sense that I, I generally request stuff from bands directly these days because yeah. a lot of the time they'll have remixes done and not release them. Um, I know mm. I've got a couple of, like, Skin dread ones. I don't think were ever released officially oh, um, from...
1: But are they written, written in like a weird key, like something uh, like C minor? No, so, it's they're like, actually,
0: that, those were all right, those were done by sort of decent producers, I suppose. Oh, um, okay, so, so they, kind of established, sound good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was from Fight the Power album, I think. Um, yeah, um, and or Kill the Power, sorry, not Fight the Power. <laughs> sorry, it's the yeah. same thing, like with the like that. So I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I got stuff like that. I got like a couple of corn ones from from that um when they did the sort of like uh, dubstep crossover but there were some additional like oh, yeah. mixes that were never used i don't think so i just approached those people that did them and they go oh yeah cool yes yes because obviously it gets them played and gets their name <laughs> out there and stuff like that um but i have had i'm not going to name names but i have had some scent that weren't like you they said it didn't no, really work yeah the bass response wasn't there like i played them out in the club and it just sounded really empty if that makes sense so it was just you know, with
1: more melodic music you can get away with it if it's more about the melody but if you try and do like a heavy track yeah you kind of need the bass to kind of be in that weighty kind of region so it's nice yeah. and thick and full sounding what, i mean so. that's
0: what i found when I mean, talking about um was it pendulums track within flames i found that yeah like, it was I like an I a-sharp mean, minor I yeah think. it was a really muddy sound like yeah it, i can play it out of the club mm. so people know it because it's in flames and it's pendulum yeah but, it's
1: been out for long enough it's a well-known track it's just i just didn't it didn't have I the
0: dynamics
1: it didn't have it didn't really work in a club setting I yeah
0: think maybe but, i don't even know if they've played it live or not but it, it's it just you know. it just felt like
1: yeah when it comes to a live band show it's different because yeah. you're yeah it's the you're recreating stuff live and stuff and it's you're more there listening to a track by track basis you're not trying to dj blend them together yeah so, for example, Shower Prayer, which is I think one of our favourite tracks on the album, um, is just a straight up new metal track, and I'd, that is is I just just think it's just one of the best things we've written. I've written, and um, obviously that's not going to work in a DJ set. <laughs> so, it might, it might. unless I did, unless I did, well, I'm probably. Might might get like a, like some remixes done or something. No plans for anything, just so they can be played in a DJ set. But yeah. that kind of song would definitely be one that we play in the live band show if we did that, because yeah. that's a perfect place to do so. So
0: yeah, it's um no, it's it's, it's...
1: similar with drip feed. So yeah. when we headlined in Bristol, we did play drip feed, but we kind of had to do that like play it in full um, from start to finish and kind of craft a moment in the set around it okay if that makes sense yes yeah. so there was like a bit of like a build up to it and stuff like that and that's where the kind of pre-rehearsing so re knows what are, yeah um works and stuff like that so cool cool
0: well the album coming
1: out mm-hmm.
0: on december 1st so yes. perfect christmas present for anyone um <laughs> are you are you getting um physical copies here in the in the in the europe's and uk's
1: not um there isn't anything planned at the minute but um okay. what we'll, 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 i think it's more of a case of if if he does well and there's a good enough demand for it then uh fix to go ahead and yeah. get that sorted down the line, maybe for like a special edition or something, okay. Or whatnot, but at the minute there isn't any physical for this one, which is the fir- A little bit weird because it's the first album I've done so far, but like, I know how expensive it is to do physical. Like I, yeah. I fronted the cost myself for, um, Claire. Yes, and uh, I've st- there's still a bunch of those, um, that people can buy off Bandcamp and stuff like that. Good. Like three, almost three years on. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, but yeah, like I said, if it does well and we can work out a way of doing it. One thing, uh, the whole kind of album's inspired by, like, um, the kind of found footage horror aesthetic. Cool. Uh, yep. Especially, like, a lot of the track titles reference kind of, it's kind of inspired by, like, like in- extreme horror films or, like, weird art films and okay. stuff like that. Yep. And yeah, um, So the visual side of things we've been really thinking about a lot. One thing I think would be really cool would to do, like, to distribute it on VHS tape. <laughs> which i think would be really cool like limited 50 that, I, can, I can make some visuals for it so it's like a little movie but yeah that could be something really cool that would be
0: awesome i, I love that. <laughs> I, I was going through they my- so
1: make sure people stream it loads and pre-order it loads oh yes if yeah. it goes well then we can do these crazy I was crazy say, things so you
0: need that you need that that base there to generate the mm. funding and stuff i was just like like with the vhs side of things like i've just i was going through belongings and stuff in this room here there's a whole bunch of my Stuff, well family stuff yeah and we're going through it periodically sort of sorting it out to sort of either about or or go through but i found um original cassette like not cassette vhs tapes of my band's music videos okay so like the 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 beta uh tape that the uh, music channels used to want in order to play mm-hmm. the songs
1: Oh, see. So obviously, you'd have to send a physical tape, wouldn't you, to yeah. the channels yeah. back then. Yeah. So
0: I found a copy. I don't know what one copy is because it hasn't got any labels on it. But the other one was our first music video, and that's on a VHS tape, because um, someone mastered it to that for us, as well as doing the. um not remember the. It was, it was. It's like Betamax, the ones they wanted okay but i can't remember what it's called obviously they don't need that now they just need the file <laughs> but finding like just like having stuff on vhs i was like "Shit, i forgot we had that you know yeah. but like you said with your like physical copies of your last album i've got a couple of boxes in this room as well of cds from yeah 10 15 years ago but yeah obviously i have not really put up for sale as such in that time because we split
1: and
0: don't mm. call for it um but, yeah, just sort of finding these things. Like, I didn't know I had, like, 20 copies of this album. So, yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. this is great. But, um, no, I'm, like, you know, I was hoping you get, like, if you ever get on vinyl, So I'm missing dub plates and stuff at the moment. But if, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you ever get any of your stuff pressed to vinyl, I'll be definitely buying that.
1: Awesome. So, yeah, um, vinyl's still something I've not done yet
0: yeah so that's, that's just something more the
1: opportunity presents itself kind of yeah it's so expensive it so. is
0: it's something i've always wanted to have done is have something that i've on, on i don't even moment. have
1: something to play on i'll just have a copy just so i can frame it and put my on, on my wall yeah you can they, buy the frames
0: from flying tiger yeah so <laughs> yeah yeah we were <laughs> yeah. actually in there yesterday
1: and that's awesome so
0: yeah no i've got i've got my band's three albums we've got i got them framed um they're in here somewhere but when I was living yeah. in the States, um, I had them framed and put up on the wall as like, you know, because I could get these like CD ones okay. uh, from uh, a place called Marshall's, which is like a hobby craft basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've got them somewhere in here. I haven't put them up in the house here, but um, like I've got them somewhere in this room. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, the main thing was the, the VHS side of it. I was just like, I forgot I had this. Now I've got to find something to play it on. It. You know? Yeah. <laughs> So no. because that is a problem yeah. with a lot of these like formats it's like
1: i'd love to you know. so i'm in the middle of moving moving house yeah and uh well at the time of recording this hopefully i'll be all done and moved in by the time this airs but yes. um i'll finally have a proper kind of like studio space to myself that isn't just like a, just a desk in my room like it's always been <laughs> just at least having a room just like so um what i'd love to have like because i've really been getting into that kind of glitchy kind of vhs aesthetic and a lot of people to do that actually just run stuff through like a crt monitor and like yeah. and and record the vhs tape and then just record it back Place the camera at the monitor and <laughs> and then just record it back and yeah i'd love to have like a setup that's like in the studio where i've got all this kind of like visual equipment to like play with because one thing we've been doing i've been kind of exploring for the first time and it's the most creative fun i've had um in ages is doing like the diy music videos yes for the album so um drip feed we got um someone else to do it but um breed we recorded that in my attic um just on like a little handheld handy cam
0: yeah
1: and edited it together and um raw we did that just on an iphone Nice. there's another there's a music video for euphoria i still need to finish like again just shot on an iphone yeah and we've done some more there's another music video as well that i'm not going to say what that is but that goes that airs when the album comes out on december 1st which i think is the favorite one we've done again nice. shot on an iphone just with some light colors yeah like color light cubes and stuff like that and just kind of getting into that whole kind of direct like just directing stuff like yeah. those are fun and i think it's something i'd like to maybe explore again in the future in some way just like even just the idea of like me we really have had crazy ideas of doing like short little horror films and yeah. stuff like that like for or whatever to see and seeing what we can because i've just not done anything like i just thought like oh well, i haven't got the money to do music videos so i'm not gonna well no that's, that's
0: that's the great Get thing yourself. about yeah. these things it, they, yeah it's now so in your put pocket. it on
1: cinematic mode 24 frames a second you're yeah. done like, right, exactly
0: so, i mean i I mean, I'll throw this up. I I work for this company that make these, so what? Apple? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I (laughs) do. I'm I'm one of their like Genius Bar people, Mm. so I fix these things when they go wrong. But um, like watching them in action, watch what people do with them, and watching like the stuff that Apple sort of produce with them, it's crazy. Like just now, that's in your pocket. Like I remember shooting videos back as little as twenty years ago, and. You know, it was a big camera. It was a lot of editing process. There was, like, you know, it took a while. It took, like, all day to shoot for uh, three and a half minutes.
1: Yeah. I oh, no, you know Ree uh, Reeb's when she does some of the videos for her solos stuff, even just promo videos, she would just film it all herself on her iPhone and, like, just spend a couple of hours editing it yeah. on CapCut which is a free app yeah. and like it's done like so You do some really thing. cool stuff it's, so it's
0: crazy now it's all in your hand to do and, yeah. and you know it's one of those marvels of technology as I get older and greyer um, yeah. <laughs> um yeah. you know it's it's one of those things where I'm just like bands have so much more like you know not just bands but any artistic like that wants a visual creation you know the barrier
1: entry is a lot lower now I think what's that barrier to entry is a lot lower yeah. now when it comes to these yeah. things so. and
0: it's doing stuff that obviously sticks out now and and a mm-hmm. lot of places you know like yourself you're putting more of a, a vintage aesthetic on it um, yeah. you know which is cool because that's that's I mean a child of the 80s kind of thing so you know yeah. having that kind of like you know especially like the horror film side of things
1: so you spent <laughs> and, your like 20s like just in like in the early 2000s and like late 90s I suppose yeah. and stuff yeah I, I
0: was I was born in 1980 so um yeah yeah just sort of gone through that side of it so i'm i'm old now but um yeah. but you know venturing back into the world of music as i've already mentioned <laughs> keep mentioning that as well Perfect. um but yeah it's just um you know it, it's it's sort of seeing all that kind of come back again and always no stuff goes around comes around it's like seeing this whole new metal resurgence yeah all these new bands um like you've already mentioned um Black It's just Gun, the
1: whole i think it's the whole early late 90s early 2000s just kind of like just aesthetic in general. So like New Metal was big back then. Yeah. Um jungle and like jump up was big back then. Yep. And that's in drum and bass, just yep. the kind of I don't know, just like the fashion and stuff like that. And it's just kinda it's just all becoming fashionable again and everything. Yeah. So um yeah. So it's yeah. just, not just music, I think so.
0: No, I mean, that's there's the, like, There's like the sort of the whole sort of thing around it as well. I mean, obviously there are still bands that exist from back then that are still yeah. around now, like Limp Bizkit, like Court, Deftones. Yeah incubus they're still doing yeah violence. like
1: blimp biscuit have had a real resurgence and like everyone hated them back then but they now did. they're kind of really quite <laughs> bel- well they're kind of meaned on a bit back then weren't they yeah so for what they were doing but now it's kind of like they're really kind of getting a lot of love and everyone's like accepting them back in now and and supporting them yeah. even though they never really went i don't think that much they just kind no, of No, they didn't
0: not. really disappear as such they just they stopped for a little bit but they kept you know it was only a few active. years yeah yeah um but and
1: they came back with um still sucks which is that yeah. intro riff from that album yeah oh this <laughs> <laughs> is great so and that other, was a way to make a comeback like, yeah <laughs> no so definitely great. and the
0: way they were doing it as well like when you know the whole thing found it and and just sort of having their you know almost original lineup there a lot of these bands have kind of gotten rid of, not gotten rid of, or yeah. members have disappeared, or gone to other acts, or, you know, and you've got, like, Corn, who have, I think there's, like, three of them, the original, but the people okay. they've replaced them with, the drummer, especially, is amazing. That drummer they've okay. got now.
1: Um, See, Corn was one I could never really get into. I think it was down to, like, the mix of how to, because it was really... Because the bass was really kind of like clunky yes. and rattly sounding. Yeah. And they always had that right in the forefront of the mix for that stuff. And that, it's just for me, I just didn't, I just don't like it that much. The mix. Yeah. I think it was mi If it was mixed differently, I think it would maybe find it easier to listen to. But it's just one of those bands that never really kind of yeah clicked with me. So.
0: Yeah. No, that's fair enough. They're yeah they can be an acquired taste <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean i mean their yeah. sound sort of defined a lot of the new metals so yeah so yeah exactly yeah so obviously deftones they kind of bridged <laughs> so many gaps as, as you've discovered um yeah. with listening to like obviously white pony but going back to around the fur going back to adrenaline
1: um and yeah even smaller bands like there's one band which was a uh that i love listening to that i discovered earshot yeah, and I think they only did like one album. I think. Yeah. Um, and other bands as well. They're still going today. Seven Dust as well. Yep, Seven did Dust. A big track called Denial. Back then, that album. They're that about to release really, a box really set. Sick. Yeah, seven yeah, I've seen that. They're, they're still, they're still going. I think they're, <laughs> yeah, releasing an album at the minute. So. They are
0: releasing a new album. I think uh, their old label is releasing a a seven album um box set. Of oh, theirs. cool! So anyone can catch up on them now. Yeah. But yeah, Seven Dust uh El Niño uh yeah. soil. I, I It was always funny.
1: I saw the name El Il Niño Il like on like like the shelves in like HMV and stuff. Yeah. But I always assume that there are just some like classical Spanish guitar and like singer or something <laughs> like that. I don't know because they got the Spanish name and then I was like actually no they're like a Hispanic metal band and they're yeah. freaking sick. <laughs> like I was like I just from listening to them I just thought oh I would like that i didn't know anything about yeah i mean there there are a lot
0: of bands back then that a lot of people have kind of never heard um yeah i've i was called the godfather of uk new metal about a year or so ago and i've kind of been riding that wave Um, (laughs) because i'm like yeah i'll take that um but there are a lot of like not just uk new metal but there was like there are a lot of bands from back then that some of them are still around il nino is still around Hmm. uh taproot were another one they were good um but there were like some bands like UK ones that kind of like had an album disappeared. The band called Kilkus. uh, okay. really good. Vacant Stare was another one. Um, and, uh, Apartment 26 and Autonomy. These are all bands that I played with back then. Um, yeah. And a lot of like the sort of those new metal bands I've seen live as well. So, Mudvay, the,
1: yeah. Um, some album. bands I used to listen to, there was 36 crazy fists.
0: Yep. Yeah. was
1: a big one. Uh, Flyleaf's first album, maybe yep, for the
0: new Metallica, and they're they're still uh, they're still they're still around.
1: Flyleaf. Yeah, but she left. The vocalist left after she, two albums. She changed because she's like she does a lot of Christian worship stuff. She does. She came
0: back though. They've done. Oh, okay. They've done Flyleaf with. Yeah,
1: I've seen. There's some like Flyleaf with L- yeah. Lacy Stern and, like Stern. some flies yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, so just yeah I mean, loads like I said, of awesomeness that i just didn't even know <laughs>
0: like there is so, yeah um, but, i mean there's just so much that but like seeing like like i said this resurgence now of these bands that are kind of taking what they took from new metal and and mm. putting you know either putting it with trap or putting it with b&b putting it with you know these different styles and really making it yeah. what was new metal new metal you know, it was that kind of, yeah, melding it's like of the different... new new metal, exactly.
1: <laughs> there's actually a, there's a playlist on Spotify, an editorial one called the new new. Oh, really? As in like n u the n u n u, not yeah. like nu new, new as in ping, uh, pingu, but like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that that's a really good playlist. I'm not like, well, I'm endorsing it, so maybe they'll put me on there. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, you never <laughs> like,
0: know. That's all good. Um, uh, well, Christian mate, I'm, I'm gonna have to let you go. Awesome. Um, yes. So, um, but yeah, thank you very much for doing this. Good luck with the album it's out december 1st called toronto is broken i'll say it fast because it's one word one word um but it goes pre-order uh today november 1st um along with uh, a new track that you've released as well and
1: yeah um, all the other tracks are
0: straight out as well i won't go through them list by list but um this whole album's like 15 tracks long so you've released like six or seven tracks so it's almost half the album yeah so much more on yeah, that album nice
1: solid uh, 62 minutes yeah, so exactly. i like my album i always think an album should be around the hour mark so that's why
0: okay you won't like yeah. my first album it's called 45 minutes of fairy tale endings so okay, <laughs> and it went for 45 exactly minutes 45 minutes. <laughs> um no it's all right but yeah it's um yeah so it's out december 1st via fixed mm-hmm. so we've owned it yep. across all digital platforms i know they're big on the digital there mm-hmm. um and hopefully at some point some physical physical copies will arrive um what about merch you got merch on the way you got merch out now
1: um you will have to check my socials because as the time of recording i'm not sure okay so yeah hopefully (laughs) Pardon?
0: (laughs) i said hopefully some merch then
1: yeah um
0: if there is go to uh
1: just just context is still about two or three weeks until the pre-order goes live and we record this so it's fine still things being tied up but album definitely going live. pre-orders definitely going live november 1st and um, then the full album comes out december the 1st and it's just the bits around that we're still, as a time of recording, just still working cool. out. So. Cool.
0: Well, Christian, good luck with it all, and thank, thank you for you. joining me. And, good to see you uh, again. Yeah, it was good to see you again. We'll see each other soon. Hopefully I'm going to catch mm-hmm. something when you do a live DJ set or
1: like, Also, me no, need a to, once I'm all sorted in the new place and I've gotten everything back out of storage, I will have to challenge you to a day down warhammer world still as well
0: yes yeah i remember that so, from last time so, um, i haven't forgotten um yeah. it. it's been that, in
1: storage so. basically the whole time i've been writing this album my hobby stuff's been in storage just because of space reasons but yeah so I know we're that, going to be back out back I'm buzzing to get on and paint little toy soldiers. Nice, <laughs> again nice. They've updated
0: everything again. I think they've done some Yeah.
1: Recently. Yeah. They've done some more. They've done 10th edition now. So, but yes, yeah.
0: definitely we'll have to meet up at some point awesome. in the middle and, uh,
1: yeah. Make it a them. little video for your, yeah. for your YouTube channel. Yeah. Definitely. Vlog it for the day. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Toronto is broken versus DJ Force X. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not DJ, not a DJ battle. No 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 no. No 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 no. no. no these involve dice. <laughs> yes, proper dice battle.
1: True test of wit. Exactly, so. <laughs> exactly,
0: exactly. Um alright man, well thank you very much. Awesome. And um good yeah, time. take it easy and have a good evening. And um yeah, thank you.
1: See you in a bit. Cool.